Hello and welcome to another Perpetual Outsider podcast with me, John Bensalia. Hello and welcome. Um, as you can hear in the background from that rather pompous music, we are looking at Blackadder. Today we're looking at Money, which was part of Blackadder 2. So in order to get rid of this pompous music, let's get the episode started right now. And here we go. If it's going to load up. Yes, here we go. Blackadder 2, yes. This is where Blackadder really comes alive for me. Um, I, know, I know people like the uh, the original episode, the uh, the original first series, but it just never really gelled for me. It, it just never really, never really found it that funny. But the uh, the second, third, and fourth ones, I think, are classics. And I think this, along with the uh, potato episode, I think is the best of of the series. I think you know, money is you know a really funny episode for various reasons, which uh, which we'll go through as we go through the episode. Uh, he's Blackadder with a very expensive prostitute, I think. And there's there's Baldrick interrupting. <laughs> so Blackadder, what was Blackadder? For those of you who have never seen Blackadder, each of the there's four series in total. And each of them revolves around, they all set in various times in history. And they are, they revolve around uh, the title character, Edmund Blackadder. And this one is set in, I think, oh God, my history is going to let me down. Apologies if I'm wrong, but it's in the 1500s, I think. And then you get the one with the Prince Regent and the final one in the First World War. Uh, the, the first one, by the way, is set in, I think, oh, I forget. Well, it's it's earlier than this one anyway. And he plays a completely different character. But this is where um, this is a completely sardonic, you know, sense of humour. Blackadder is introduced. And um, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's just a miserable old curmudgeon, but very, very funny as well. And, you know, he's, he's played to perfection by Rowan Atkinson. And, of course, he's got his sidekick, uh, Baldrick, played by Tony Robinson, who's less of a doll here than he is in future episodes. He really would get even more stupid. Um, uh, <laughs> and as a complete um, aside, um, this is uh, the very expensive prostitute called Molly, who was played by, by Cassie Stewart, uh, who apparently was... Uh, she went up to audition for the part of Ace in Doctor Who. Uh, but alas, lost out to Sophie Aldred. I can picture Doctor Who fans now sort of say, oh my God, you played a prostitute in Blackadder. And of course, we're getting an entrance from the the late, great Ronald Lacey, completely unrecognisable as the Bishop of Bath and Wells. This awful, grotesque character who's just, oh, horrible. I, I, I can't recognise him at all. Cannot recognise him. I mean, I, I remember buying the, the BBC video and I'm still wondering who the hell this guy was. And it was only until I, um, I read the credits, I thought, oh, Ronald Lacey, that name rings a bell. And I only realised then that it was uh, Ronald Lacey who played um, uh, the evil toad in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
but he's completely unrecognisable here. But he's brilliant. Um, brilliant actor, Brendan Lacey. Sadly, passed away quite young, 55. But he's wonderful in this. He, you know, he played uh, many, many roles in, uh, in a long and illustrious career. Probably most, apart from Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's probably most famous as uh, Harrison Porridge, you know, the kind of like sneak thief and that with Bea the Quiff and, uh, you know, the cowardly attitude. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, the prosthetics, um, you know, just, um, uh, they, they completely make Ronald Lacey unrecognisable. Um, <laughs> so this was uh, this was the second series, and yeah, this for me this is was when it really took off. I think um, there was quite a gap between nineteen eighty because the first one was nineteen eighty three, and this was in early nineteen eighty six. Um, and, I've, I, and introducing Ben Elton as the co writer, I think, was a stroke of genius because the original one was, I think, it was Richard Curtis and Rowan Atkinson. But Ben Elton brings, you know, this extra streak of sardonic humour into the into proceedings, and he, he just makes it really, really funny, I think. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think every episode is perfect in this series. I've got to admit, I think the last two episodes kind of, um, they're, they're not quite as good, I think, as the first four. Um, you, you've, you've got some real classics in the first four episodes. You've got this one, and you've got, um, you, you know, of course, the potato one with Tom Baker and the Rick Mayer one in Bells. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're all they're all classics. <laughs> Sorry, he's just. Uh... <laughs> The bishop there getting really angry there. Uh, uh, I, I think that's Tony Aiken there as a as a complaining peasant. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> yes, I suspect a lot of people would wish that on me for this podcast. Actually, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I mean Ben Elton, he he does get a lot of stick, and I don't I don't really know why because I, I think. At the time, I, I think he was, you know, an excellent writer, especially with, you know, with this. I think, you know, maybe his, you know, stand-up routines can get a little bit, you know, over the top and a little bit um, manic. But I've, I've yeah, I've, I've always liked his writing. Even a couple of his novels, I think, are, you know, are very well-observed and, you know, very shrewdly you know, and astutely written. You know, I think... Um, the Past Mortem one, I think, is great, and uh, Dead Famous, which is the one, the ripper for Big Brother, I, th I think is great. But yeah, I mean, yeah, a complete master of the one-liners, and I think he and Richard Curtis just conjured up pure green when it came to uh, to al comedy alchemy. And there's um, Tim McInerney, of course, as Percy. It's it's a good dynamic. I, I like the uh, the dynamic they have in uh, in each of the last. Uh, you know, he, well, actually, all of them, because Percy and Baldrick were in the uh, the original one as well, the Descendants. But of course, you know, they change it from time to time. And uh, in the four, in the third series, Percy is replaced by Hugh Laurie as kind of like the bumbling co comic foil. Um, he's the uh, 
you know, Prince Regent in that, and he's uh, and he's he's really funny. But yeah, Tim McInerney is really funny as as Percy in this, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bal yeah, Baldrick, not quite as um, idiotic as he is in, in the final two series. He's uh, he's he's a little bit more on Blackadder's wavelength, I think. You know, he's uh, you know he's just a here he's just a scruffy, useless peasant rather than a, a scruffy, stupid, useless peasant. You know, he, he just completely loses a brain cell. <laughs> It is such a shame that you know we, we don't get comedies like this anymore. It's um, it, it is a real shame. But the thing is, I, I never used to when. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll come on to that because we've got more characters to introduce. Uh, yeah, we've we've got Miranda Richardson brilliantly always stealing the show as the queen. Uh, Stephen Fry as Melchip and Patsy Byrne as as Nursey. And again, they they all bring a you know an extra element to the uh, to the show. They you know they all they all make you know really good, really good supporting characters. It was like when I was talking about an early and horses. You need good uh, backup characters, and it's a really good team here. I think you know it's uh, you know I, I I really like the setup in this. And of course, yeah, Miranda Richardson just steals the show. I mean, she's you know she just plays the queen like you know an overgrown child really. She's this overgrown, spoiled little, you know, little girl without, you know, five years old, really. <laughs> you know, she's playing games and, uh, you know, playing tricks on Blackadder and. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 just great stuff. Yeah, Stephen Fry's Melchior doesn't doesn't really get get a lot to do, really. Um, I think I think he really only comes into his own in the in the fourth series um, when he plays the uh, the awful um, army commander. But yeah, what I, what I was saying, I originally wasn't really much of a fan of Blackadder, and I think it was only the repeats in nineteen ninety that actually got me re re becoming a fan. I mean, I'd seen it before, and I thought, yeah, okay, it's quite funny. But I think it was when it was the the third series, and I um, and I started watching that. And then, of course, you know, in, in days of Mister Video, I would actually go out and borrow the videos because you know I really enjoyed. And then, of course, buying the videos as well, and I could actually afford it from a paper paper round money. Oh, the days of shoving a you know screwed up paper through a letterbox and getting my fingers pinched by uh, by angry dogs and uh, letterboxes. But no, I, I never I never really used to. Uh, find it that funny in the beginning but um I think, yeah by 1990 i think that was really the turning point <laughs> what i really need is a hug from a complete prat uh, that is great <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I'm still. I, I must admit, I, have, I haven't watched it for quite a while. Um, you know, it's uh, life is too busy to to sit down and watch uh, comedies on TV. 
Um, but but I think I think it stands up remarkably well, actually. I mean, obviously there are phrases and attitudes which would be relevant today, which wouldn't pass master. You know, they they would upset some people. But overall, I think it's uh, incredibly funny. Be <laughs> cold in the ground. Yeah, Bald Baldrick comes up with these cunning plans, but um, um, they're not kind of frowned upon so much, you know. Even, even though this next one is really stupid, when um, when Baldrick when Baldrick, uh suggests going down the docks, oh dear! But Blackadder kind of uh, rearrange, rearranges the plan so uh, that it's Baldrick who gets to be the uh, the unfortunate victim here. <laughs> Yeah, I think Blackadder. I think it made the right choice to um, only do four series. I know they've only, you know, I know they uh, there've been various requests, um, ask asking for you know more Blackadder shows, but I, I think yeah, I'm I'm not really quite sure whether it work, whether you know Blackadder five would have worked. I know there were various rumblings about setting it in the 1960s and. Uh, I think I think uh, I read somewhere that they would have kind of done it like a, um, a kind of a rip off of the Beatles, and you know they would have you know Blackadder would have been the lead singer, and uh, Melchick would have been the uh, you know kind of like the uh, the overbearing manager that sort of thing. Of course, Baldrick would have uh, he would have literally been Baldrick. You know, he, I think he, there were rumours that he would have shaved his hair off and was kind of like a goofy drummer or something. I think, which yeah, I, I don't know. It might it might have been quite fun. But I, I think um, I, I think um, the four series run it, it didn't really it didn't really outstay its welcome. So I think uh, you know I, I think they they made the right choice not to you know sort of uh, carry on beyond that. But there are um, you know there are there are one or two comedies which I think have just completely outstayed their welcome. I mean. Um, I mean, you know, stuff like Big Bang Theory. I mean, that that went on for eight for ages, you know. And I, th I think it really exhausted um, the well of jokes. I think by you know, I mean, there's only time. There's only so many times that you can actually, you know, come up with heat jokes, nerd jokes, and you know, sort of, you know, kind of try and uh, build a plot around them. And I think you know, ever since they introduced Amy. Falafel or whatever her name is, I, I don't know what her name is. Ever, ever since they introduced her, I, I think it just lost the plot. Really, maybe that was only a three, um, a three series uh, comedy. But yeah, black, yeah, black hat didn't really outstay its welcome anyway. Yeah, I mean Rowan Atkinson is 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 great as Blackadder. I, I know he was. Um, I mean, there's a classic interview with Tom Baker when um, um, he he was, according to Tom Baker, he was quite a, you know, quite a stickler for you know sort of playing by the rules and um, not really kind of improvising much. He kind of he stuck to the script and didn't really kind of like much uh, improvisation. Uh, whereas you know Tom Baker, who played Red Beer Rum in the Potato episode, Tom Baker's notorious for uh, improvising, like he did with Doctor Who. 
But it doesn't matter anyway, because you know, you know, Rowan Atkinson's, you know, conception of Blackadder is is so spot on, and he plays it. He plays it so well. And I, I, I don't think he got typecasters uh, as Blackadder, but I do think he did get typecasters, kind of like Mr. Bean. And I've got to admit, I never, I, Mr. Bean always kind of annoyed me a little bit. I'm not really quite sure why. It's one of those programs which I think is probably quite funny the first time you watch it. And I think beyond that, I think it kind of, you know, like overegged the joke, I think, you know, it, it overegged the pudding. And I think, you know, if, you know, the moment that you, you know, base a movie on it, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it just kind of, you know, it loses that appeal, really. And Johnny English, yeah, Johnny English, never, never found that funny either. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting a sense of humour drought in my old age. I don't know. But, uh, no, I, I just found Johnny English a bit, a bit rubbish. <laughs> That's a good line, though. <laughs> Restate myself at the feet of the world's greatest comedian. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like you know the sardonic humour, the sarcastic humour. You know, you, you can't you can't be a bit of sarcastic humour. And of course, comedy had changed a little bit by by the eighties. I think it, it it was becoming more sarcastic and sardonic and. Uh, um. Oh, oh, are we going to get onto the? <laughs> the pure, I'll, I'll come back to that again. My, my, I'm constantly interrupting myself in my train of thought. Have you been eating diet? <laughs> but this, this is one of the funniest moments with the, the purest green, the alchemy bit. Atkinson's delivery of some green. I, I I can't do it. I can't replicate it. But Percy is just a lion. Tim back and Ernie's hilarious here. A nugget of purest green. <laughs> More of a splat. Is, is just uh, yeah, great great comedy in this. Um, but yeah, um, what was yeah, what was I talking about before? Um, yes, um, yeah, I, I think the the style of comedy I think in the eighties, I, I think by this point it'd be it it had changed quite a bit because um, it it was more it was kind of more you know it was more sardonic and a bit more sarcastic and a bit more caustic I think you know because we. Ben Elton wrote, um, you know, wrote Blackadder, wrote, wrote The Young Ones. And it was kind of more, you know, sort of, um, what's the word, alternative comedy. I think that was, uh, that was kind of like becoming the norm because he also had the comic strip presents on uh, on Channel 4. Yeah, more alternative stuff. And I think the, um, the traditional sitcom was kind of on its way out. Um, you know, like, um, like we'd had with, you know, the, the Perry and Croft comedies they they weren't so uh so popular um you know you had um i think heidi high was on its way out are you being served and finished uh the year before 
Blackadder 2, 1985. Um, and I think, yeah, rang my Lord, that, that was on. But kind of like the traditional, you know, sort of old-fashioned comedy setup, I think was, you know, it was being, now we, I think, if I can actually explain it in my, in my own inarticulate way, I think alternative comedy was on the rise and the traditional kind of comedy Perry, uh, Perry Croft style comedy was on its way out. Uh, try and make sense out of that, folks. This is the problem with, you know, sort of commentating on the uh, on the fly, really. It's, uh, you can go all your words a lot, and uh, God knows I do a lot. Mr. and Mrs. Pants. Yeah, isn't that Leslie Nickel? Leslie Nickel? I, I don't know. Who I think is now famous in Downton Abbey, I think. She's... Crap, I've been done. Yeah, I think she, I think she's on Downton Abbey or something like that. You know, she's on TV quite a lot these days. Yeah, quite yeah, quite a lot of well-known faces in this um, in Black Adder too, because you got um, apart from the regulars, you've got uh, Rick Mail, uh, Gabriel Glaston, you've got them Bells. Um, Simon, I want to, oh, I've forgotten his name, but uh, Simon, I think it's Simon Jones, guy from Hitchhikers and Tom Baker and Potato. Yeah, Ronald Lacey and, of course, Leslie Nicole in this and got Hugh Laurie popping up later. And, of course, Miriam Margolis is um, uh, in, uh, in the next episode, Beer. <laughs> God, Percy's still witching on about green. You think there's a big mock? <laughs> But Julia looks like snot. <laughs> Mr. Brain is nonsense departing. <laughs> Another of uh, Queenie's jokes again. Yeah, it's great. I, I, I think it is a shame that... Um, Miranda Richardson only came back for a couple of cameos because she plays Amy in the um, uh, Highwayman one in Blackadder Third. Amy and Amy Ability, and when she pops up again as um, uh, a nurse in Blackadder Goes Fourth, but it, it's only a cameo. Maybe she just didn't want to be typecast as the Queen. I've got a feeling she's in the uh, the Christmas Carol one though. I think she does play that again. I think. Long time since I've seen that one, but yeah, she yeah she's great as uh, as the queen in this. But you don't don't really see much of her these days. I think the last time I saw her in anything, I think she was in uh, that Harry Potter movie as uh, Rita Skeeter in the yeah Goblet of Fire one. Yeah, poor old poor old Blackadder's had to give up his money again. You know he. He can't play. He can't pay the Bishop of Bath and Wells because the Queen keeps asking him for money and playing a trick on him. <laughs> it is. It is very simple plotting, but I, I, I think you need that. I think if you over if you overcomplicate the plots, it can be. You know, you, you can get a little bit kind of um, brain scrambled. I think you know. I mean, but this is just a simple thing of. Uh, Blackadder just trying to find as much money as he can to pay the Bishop of Bath and Wells, otherwise he gets uh, 
uh, Red Hot Poker Up Jaxi. Of course, Queenie's now uh, playing a trick on Melcher. <laughs> Stephen Fry, not very good at fake crying there. She is. She's just like a little toddler, just playing games, which is uh, which is great. <laughs> I do wonder if they'd ever um, if they'd ever remake Black Hat. I, I really hope they don't because they have. They have. I think a couple of years ago they tried these kind of remakes of old classics. I think they did Are You Being Served? I think I've got a feeling they did Porridge of all things, which and you just think, why? Why can't they just why can't modern comedy writers actually come up with a new comedy rather than A-Pole Glories? Why not come up with something that, you know, is is fresh and new and innovative, you know? Whoops, <laughs> I've trod on an elephant. <laughs> So I, I really hope they uh, they don't go uh, making remaking Black Adder in the future, because unfortunately, um, you know that, that has been quite a trend recently of uh, remaking old comedies, which I think is a huge huge mistake. Leonardo Acropolis. Now, is this Philip Pope, who I think who is more famous for playing? Tony Angelino in Only Fools and Horses, the uh, the failed um, crooner who who ends up singing crying, and I think Philip Pope also, I think he also was responsible for Spitting Image, uh, more specifically the Chicken Song. I, th I think he sang on that as well. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But yeah, I mean Philip Pope there just came in for literally you know just one line and then just walked out again. Uh, here's, here's Ronald Lacey again, clutching a, a skull. <laughs> oh, dear. He's, 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 you know, like I said before, he's, he's, or did I say it before? No, he's, he's great at comic timing. Ronald Lacey, he really plays the part to perfection. I think along with Tom Baker, I, I think, um, and, and Rick Mayle, of course, I think they are the, the best guest stars of, uh, of the season. Uh, of course, you know, Ronald, Ronald Lacey playing this awful, corrupt official um, poker time, which, which, has, which is still uh, very relevant today, unfortunately. You know, you can literally get away with murder and... Um, and still, and still get away with it. It's, uh, it, it's just, oh, it's appalling, really. <laughs> so, of course, Blackout has managed to come up with a plan to get him off the hook. Um, literally by framing him. Uh, which, unfortunately, the Bishop and uh, and Percy is... Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's understandable why he, d he doesn't want words to get out. 
<laughs> so even that comment, you know, this huge sweating mound of blubber here, fat so I think, you know, even that would probably be frowned upon. I think some people would think it's just being, you know, a little little bit too upsetting to some people. I don't know. But it is it is cleverly, you know, for all its simplicity, it's um it is clever how it's worked out, you know, the, the whole program, I think. The whole episode. And, you know, every episode, it is plotted really well. Um, and it's, you know, like I said before, it's still really funny. Um, over 35 years later, I think it's, uh, I think it's wonderful. And, of course, he manages to get, you know, he manages to get the bishop to pay for him in a classic uh, classic bit of blackmail there. Mrs. Miggins! Yeah, they, they mention Mrs. Miggins here, but they... Um, they don't introduce her until the uh, the next series as a regular, uh, Helen Atkinson Wood. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> yeah, Ronald Lacey looks like he's desperately trying not to laugh at Tim McInerney. <laughs> I wonder how many takes they got through making Blackadder. Because it, it, I think it was recorded quite well in advance. I think they, they recorded the episodes, I think, in the summer of 1985. And uh, um, was this wasn't broadcast until the early 1986. Yeah, it was Leslie Nicole, yeah. And it was Philip Hope, yeah. None of the names I recognise. And of course, they always finish it with um, this this guy singing uh, the theme tune with uh, ridiculous lyrics. That was great. Um, an another classic comedy. I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying uh, uh, going back in time. Apologies if I've been laughing too much, but uh, great great days, great days, and a classic comedy. But anyway, this is me, uh, John Ben Salia, saying goodbye for now. Hope to see, you, hope to hear from you very soon. I keep making that mistake. Hope to hear from you very soon. Uh, but in the meantime, have a nice day and goodbye for now.